0: Welcome to the bat tat show. My name is Chris. I'm with Colin. We are your hosts. And I thought we'd start right off the bat with where did the name come from? Uh, If you visited the website, you'll see pictures (laughs) of uh, each of us have a Batman tattoo. Colin's is much bigger and more intricate, to say the least, when you see the pictures. Yeah, mine is... uh, very, 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 <laughs> very small, comparatively speaking. But anyway, uh, I'm a big background and I just, I don't have a, uh, I don't have probably, probably the uh, patience for sitting for that long. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but anyway, that's where the name came from. Uh, we started with something that, that connected us and we both like pop culture. Uh, I think we both probably, you're a big music guy. I'm a big movie guy, so there should be plenty for us to talk about. One thing I thought, because as we were talking about doing this, you know, some things just kind of come out in the news and in like pop culture news. So I thought a quick roundtable talk. Uh, and the last, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about on this is is really where this kind of came from. But in any case, just to start out with, as as you are the big music guy, uh, Aerosmith has announced a final tour. Uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> a lot of right. bands have said it's the final tour, right? Peace Out tour with I think the Black Crows, so that'll be interesting. I've never seen Aerosmith in concert. I don't even know. Have you seen Aerosmith?
1: Yeah, I got to see Aerosmith at a outdoor festival show in the.
0: Okay, that's cool. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Aerosmith. I mean, they're pretty. Uh, I mean, it's a classic band. Yeah, legendary. Yeah, legendary. There's, there's the word. Um, but then again, as big of a KISS fan as I am, the, I saw KISS for the first time when uh, you and I and my wife went a few years ago. Oh, yeah. During their farewell tour. So, <laughs> right. Their farewell tour is still going. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it is still going, although maybe Kobe might have had something to do with that. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Also, then in, in movie news, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out. Uh, very soon and you know I never I'm not I I wasn't really a comic book guy I enjoy superhero movies um, as much or more than the next guy big Batman fan as I said um, but I never had really got into Guardians of the Galaxy until the movie came the first movie came out has such a different feel to it right and had so much more humor in it than than a lot of the other superhero movies so I, I enjoyed both actually the first two movies a lot.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for the third one. We uh, we got our tickets today, so we're going to see it on Sunday. You live by a movie theater. <laughs> you're, <laughs> yeah, you're fortunate. Yeah, uh, not the best movie theaters on the planet, but we do have a couple here.
0: I'd have to go. Uh, well, forty five minutes uh, to get to a to get to a, and it is a nice movie theater. But nonetheless, um, I don't go. I don't get to the theater like I, like I used to. You know, there was a time when, uh, and you and I used to go to a lot of movies too, but I uh, live too far apart now for that. Plus, I just don't get to movie. I'm a streaming guy now, so I don't get to movies much. I got late into Game of Thrones. It was the the actual original Game of Thrones uh, before House of the Dragon and things. I, I That was over before I even started watching the series, but I got to really like it. I liked uh, House of the Dragon. And a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms is coming out, as I understand. So, be looking forward to that too. Yeah, I
1: guess it's uh, it's based on some novellas that George R. R. Martin wrote that take place before the events of the Song of Fire and Ice or the the series that we watched on HBO.
0: Yeah, prequels, sequels, all those kind of things. Every big property jumps around from here and there. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. So far, what they've done uh, on HBO is it's done a really good job with their production, with the cast, with the writing. So, I'm a, I'm anxious to see it. I'm a big Trekkie, uh, and and Star Trek, um, Strange New Worlds season two comes out June fifteenth. Uh, I think you just started season one, right? You just kind of yeah. I just watched episode one today.
1: Um, I was really impressed. It. At- i i've watched a couple episodes of picard but i hadn't
0: seen this uh series and it's really cool (laughs) i think i think it's really good i think again i think one thing that that hits it is uh, i think they they hired a good cast and uh i'm ashamed even right now i cannot remember some of the names because i just i finished picard and so i've got other things in my head but (laughs) yeah um, the guy who plays spock is absolutely fantastic i think uh he might he might be my you know right below Leonard Nimoy for me. I really think he did a great job, as does um the actor who portrays Pike. He seemed to be uh I mean in
1: one episode he he definitely had a good command of what was going on. It seemed like
0: right right and I I you know knowing being a a, a truckie for a number of years and the knowing how the story of Pike's supposed to go. I don't know if they'll stick with that or how they'll play it out, but um. It'll be very interesting for that series as it goes on to see how they uh, how they work with that particular crew. But I think it's really well done. I think one thing they can do with streaming is uh, even though sometimes with streaming and it you'll 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 see it. I don't want to give it away right now. There's one episode of season in season one that I really could have just plucked right out <laughs> and and done without. Um, but so sometimes I think they maybe feel like they have to fill in too much space, but the the, the streaming right now is typically what about 10 episodes, right. For a lot of shows now. And it gives them enough time to, to go through and get a really good story out, but not have to stretch it out too long. And I think that's, that's been something with the Trek series that I've watched as well as some of the uh, Star Wars series too, or just any Mm -hmm. streaming series in general, that have been pretty good. Uh, And this, this last topic I'll say through the round table here, I, that really made me think of just talking a little bit about news or things that are happening is that, um, I've, I, I grew up a big fan of Michael J. Fox. Oh um, yeah. You know, I grew, yep. I grew up on family ties and back to the future and teen wolf and take uh secret of my success. Uh, and I saw an interview recently and, and I'm sure anybody who knows the name Michael J. Fox knows he has Parkinson's and it's really getting, it's really hit him hard. Uh, in this particular interview, I think, the interviewer said, you know, you know that it's coming for you. And Michael says, it's really, it's, they're pounding on the door. I mean, it's pounding on the door. So he was really struggling with staying. I mean, just, you know, he's kind of all over the place just because that Parkinson's is so bad. And I talked to my wife often that uh, he, he's kind of that iconic figure from the 80s for us that when he passes, it's just going to be like, yeah, oh, now the 80s are done. <laughs> <Over."> <laughs> right, yeah it's uh, it's going to be really sad. I'm really going to take it hard when, when he passes and it's it's going to be too bad because he really um, back to the future is one of my favorite movies. He just, he's just left such a mark on the eighties, especially for me, but just in entertainment in general. So yeah, that's been difficult. But then again, the last couple of years, celebrities have just been passing uh, left and right. So it's just that time. And maybe yeah. it's just because the celebrities that I know, Right.
1: Was. It's we're getting older. <laughs> and, yeah, we're uh, getting
0: older. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got a few years on you, but uh right. <laughs> yeah, it is that time where now more and more that I know or have seen and things, you know, they're they're getting to that, it's that age. And and but for Michael J. Fox, it's it's definitely gonna happen sooner than it should have. Yeah. Because of that Dave Parkinson's. But on to onto brighter things. Uh, I think because we're recording this on uh, May 3rd. And as I mentioned, uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I think you you are at least somewhat of a Star Wars fan, too. We yeah. have to mention that it's Star Wars Day tomorrow. Yeah, May the 4th be with you. Uh,
1: yeah, I saw that uh, Jedi Return of the Jedi is playing in some theaters. Uh, apparently
0: not Sioux Falls, but is playing in some theaters this weekend. Yeah, that would be... Well, Return of the Jedi turns 40 this year, which is... Uh, Speaking of getting older, makes really makes me feel old. Right. Um. I remember. I remember seeing that in the theater. Um. Uh, and I remember the theater that I saw it in. Uh. In Fargo. That's no longer there, but I, I, I remember where it was. And the my dad uh, drove uh, our family up to Fargo, and we had to. It was my mom, my sister, me, and my dad. We had to sit. Two and two, because the theater was, you know, so packed. Of course, because it was yeah, like the yeah. first first week of that run. Thought I thought I'd just talk about what what a undeniable mark Star Wars has had on on pop culture and the entertainment world. You know, I mean, you like I said, I have a few years on you, but so uh, you maybe see it a little a little bit differently. But I would imagine you pr- probably saw the what I call the original three before any of the others still right I, re- I remember seeing them on TV but then I,
1: I wish I knew which year but like before uh, before episode one came out they released uh, there, there was a three VHS tape set that came out it had like a silver and black cover and I think it was when maybe THX was the new theater sound thing So I, that was the first time I got to see them without commercials (laughs) and, but they still had left, they left a big mark on me. And I I rushed out to see episode one when I was old enough to see it in the theater.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I remember, I remember when episode came out, what what the hype was because it had been the first star Wars movie in, let's say 83, 93, 16 years or whatever that, uh, that had been in theaters. And for someone like me, I, the, the the prequels I, I thought were okay. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the sequels uh, that came out just recently. For me, the the original trilogy will always be Star Wars to me, even though, as I said, I've, I've gotten to watch some of the streaming shows. The Mandalorian's really good. Yeah. I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was pretty good. Boba Fett was kind of a disappointment. But um, the original Star Wars and just the fact that I had so many you know, toys when I was a kid, action figures and ships. It seems like it was, I mean, you would know better than
1: I, but it seems like it was one of the first kind of big movie slash toy combinations where yeah. the the movie spawned all the toys kind of thing prior to the eighties when like the toys spawned the movies. <laughs> yep. I was just later that in the eighties. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think really star Wars really started that boom of marketing uh, kind of marketing the movies with the with the toys and, mm-hmm. and things and how that all just blew up and then after a while you start getting you know well actors would get a percent of the mar- merchandising and and like that and and even uh Spaceballs, the star wars spoof kind of even made fun of the marketing aspect <laughs> of, of movies like that so um i have should have had it with me but uh I have my original Star Wars lunchbox from 1977 uh, (laughs) that I took to school. Um, I've got that down in my movie room and um, still have a a few of the things, you know, over time, a lot of things broke or were missing pieces. And uh, I I sold a few things just because I knew I wasn't, you know, they were just going to sit around for me. And so some of the classic things I thought i give them to, you know, sell them to somebody who really is going to appreciate something older like that. But there was, yeah, so much in the way of uh, not only that marketing, but I remember because there was VHS was, you know, just getting into it in around the time of Empire Strikes Back, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I remember I remember going to the video store with my dad, and he asked me what I wanted to what I wanted to rent, and I picked up Empire Strikes Back, and it was probably the third time at least that I had rented it. There. <laughs> right? He wouldn't. He wouldn't let me do it because. I had rented it so often. He wanted me to see something different, but <laughs> you know, nowadays, of course, we have it. You know, uh, we have it on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that kind yep. of stuff. And, you know, watch it whenever we want. Although to this day, and I'm just going to state right now, I wish to heck that I could get the pre. I'm just going to call it the pre messed with uh, oh, versions. <laughs> yeah, of the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, in particular, because one of my favorite scenes in all of those original three movies uh, is when Darth Vader redeems himself. and the fact that uh, they, you know, Lucas had to put in that extra little no <laughs> right. really rubs me the wrong way. So I wish I could get those back. Um hopefully, someday they'll come out. I've heard it's possible they may never come back out, but I don't know. we'll see we'll see what happens. But in any case, Star Wars, uh, I mean, now that when someone once somebody figured out that you could say May the Fourth be with you, <laughs> right? uh, that's become a day. And I know that Disney is doing just a crazy amount at Disney World with Star Wars, so it's just undeniable what what kind of mark that left. Even though, oh, yeah, I think over time George Lucas slowly lost his mind. Um, <laughs> I think you might be right, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's interesting. Star Wars is generational. Like
1: you grew up like right as the movies were coming out, I was a little after it, but new generations are watching it. It's, it's hasn't, it's still, um it's still something that people are interested in. I mean, and continues to get more and more. It's still
0: pretty relevant. And I think, yeah, I suppose some of it comes from the kids now. I mean, I'm, my, my kids have seen them. Yeah. So kids now their parents showed it to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they get new movies to come out. So, you know, for a while um Kylo Ren and some of them were really big, you know. I'm mm-hmm. sure kid, you know there were, there's a there's a group of younger kids out there that think that he's even cooler than Darth Vader, which <laughs> will never be true is, you know, but uh yeah, <laughs> yeah they, everybody sees it has seen a little, you know, each generation has seen a little bit in different iteration of Star Wars, which which is really interesting and now it is on to streaming where now we're getting TV shows that we never had before. So uh Star Wars isn't going away anytime no anytime soon. Uh, in fact, I mean uh, the amount of between the the movies and books and um animated series and live action streaming series there's just no shortage of content and I think The Mandalorian proved that you didn't even have to have uh, really a, I mean he was uh, not a character in any of the movies or anything. No, no. But uh, it's just a terrific series. Uh-huh. And we've seen some now. We've seen some uh, characters now that were a little more popular in different parts of Star Wars, the Star Wars Universe. But still, they started off with uh, just a, an unknown character, and uh, I think that probably is just going to be the way they'll go forward in the future. Is they can just use that universe, but create all kinds of storylines. Like the real universe, it just keeps expanding
1: exponentially. <laughs> I guess, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about uh, Rogue One. I I felt like that. I really liked that one, and I felt like it did a good job of introducing us to people we didn't know before, but also relating it to things that we did know.
0: Yeah, I actually I like Rogue One, especially. I kind of like Darth Vader. I, mm-hmm. I grew up; Darth Vader was the villain. In yeah, the movies when I was growing up. So I always just thought Darth Vader is just cool. And um, even though he's the villain and of course, those who have seen Rogue One at the end know that was the first time you really saw how evil Darth Vader actually is mm-hmm. um, towards the end there. Um, because he, you know, he never really saw it much, as much in the movies as far as what the storyline is of how he was supposed to be so powerful and right. You know, so evil, but um. Which is the same thing where people talk about with The Mandalorian. There's a there's a scene in the, Mandalor- in the second season of The Mandalorian at the end with, where Luke Skywalker comes in and you get to see him with his lightsaber fighting off these droids. And you kind of get to see him in his heyday and his element of really using the Force. And And so many people were just... I, I've seen a lot of videos online of people's reaction to that and they just love it okay kind of craving it so
1: we're not quite all the way
0: caught up so i guess i have
1: something to look Uh, forward to uh, yes you do (laughs) well i apologize no i knew it was coming i just i try to try to change the station or uh look at something different when the spoilers pop up but
0: yeah yeah well you can't when i'm spot talking right to you
1: (laughs) no (laughs) no and that's fine i have
0: to remember (laughs) that i get i get excited about stuff but um (laughs) one one thing i wanted to to talk about a kind of a Point counterpoint, even though I don't know that we would necessarily see different on this, but you, as we mentioned earlier, you do have, you, you're getting in to go to more movies right now yeah. than I am. You know, uh, companies are trying to get people to come back into the theater mm-hmm. uh, after COVID, but streaming has really exploded. Um, and there's some absolutely tremendous content now on streaming. So, what is, what is your thought on? movie theater versus streaming are you are you still like well i hope i'm 80 going to the movies (laughs) or or what's your or what's your thought on that i i'm still a big theater
1: guy i like how loud it is and how big it is and in general um i mostly hit up kind of movies that are meant to be seen on the big screen so for an example i saw the dune 2 trailer today and i I love the book, and I love the first movie, and i I know I need to see that on a big screen because of the epic scale of it. Um, we saw uh, Guy Richie's The Covenant last weekend uh, oh, a yeah. a story that takes place in um part of the Afghan war. And again, it's it's just the scope. I feel I know I would enjoy watching it at home because we have a nice big TV and a sound bar and whatnot. But I get more kind of blown away at the theater. And additionally, at the theater, there's no dog bothering me. There's my phone is (laughs) in my pocket. It's easier for me to. It's easier for me, who has a little trouble staying focused, to stay focused at the theater.
0: Sure. Yeah, I, I grew, you know, I grew up in going to movie theaters. Um, and just unfortunate that uh, the closest one to me, uh, previously, uh, has uh, you know closed during COVID, and uh, now it have to go a little ways even though I do still I go probably only a couple times a year but again like you said it depends on the scope Mm -hmm. A new Batman movie I'll go to the theater yeah for sure or something like that but I do I do admit I, I do also like the comfort of being at home and I can pause if if I need to run with the bathroom or something, <laughs> yeah, or the dog barks. That, that kind of thing, is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of thing helps too. But yeah, uh, you don't get the you don't get the magnitude of it, no. and it's unfortunate. Um, I do think they're really, I think production companies, uh, distribution. I think they're trying to trying to get more into the theaters. And I heard, I heard something about one of the award shows, and I don't know if it was the Academy Awards. We're talking about possibly. That they wouldn't you they wouldn't consider them a, a movie unless it had been in the theater first. Oh, and I might be speaking out of turn on that, but you know they're gonna they, we'll have to see though because if you know if if movies don't if they're just not gonna make money in the theaters, mm-hmm. you know companies aren't gonna send them to the theaters. No, right? Because um, streaming is pretty easy for them to do. Them. Even now, I mean, yeah, you,
1: definitely. You just toss it up, and there it is. You don't have to. And There it
0: is. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a lot of things yeah and I think that even some right now you know they'll go to the theater and they'll literally be a month later they'll be on streaming anyway so
1: yeah I saw that I saw Shazam 2 uh Shazam I can't remember the title but uh I noticed that's already available for uh you can pay to stream it and it's going to be on Disney or excuse me it's going to be on HBO soon
0: yeah I I really liked uh I loved the first movie actually yeah so did I yeah, and so I've been waiting for this one. I did notice that it was uh, that you can uh, stream it, rent it, stream it, um, but it's it's pretty. Uh, it's still like a twenty dollar rental or something. I said so I could probably wait two months until it. <laughs> That's a little much. Yeah, until it comes on HBO or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, maybe a little longer wait, but we'll 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 see. And then I I also want to ask because I I thought of this question. The big question for this Mm -hmm. week. Um, I thought of this one day when I was just listening to some music. Because I was listening to ACDC. Mm -hmm. And I thought about a lot of the bands. I I have not seen the bands you have, the number of bands you have, and some of the big bands you have. But I've seen a lot of what I would call my favorite bands over the years. I've gotten to see at least once. Yeah. But I was really bummed. I was thinking, you know what, just because of... uh, the issues that they've had with band members as they've gotten a lot older. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never get to see ACDC in concert, and I thought, you know, to see Angus Young up there playing guitar and Brian Johnson singing, I yeah, I was really bummed. I thought I wanted to ask you, uh, <laughs> what band will you never get to see for because they don't tour that you really probably would miss the most?
1: Yeah, I, I was I was thinking about this. I think. Although I've seen Roger Waters in concert three times. um, He's the bass player for Pink Floyd. I haven't gotten to see David Gilmore, who's like, he's the guitar player and he's one of my guitar gods. (laughs) And I know he's done um, solo tours, but I'll never get to see all of Pink Floyd together. And even though they've had a big falling out and they hate each other and there's all kinds of drama at their prime,
0: I would love to see them live. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, Pink Floyd's another one of those iconic bands um, that that spawned a lot of. I mean, they had tremendous musicians that went on to do things on their own. And it's too bad when it's too bad when it's not age or something, but when it's infighting that right egos tearing apart. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess that's one. I should I should say you know ACDC is one that it's probably at the top just because I never got to see Van Halen play. I've seen David Lee Roth twice. Mm-hmm. And of course he does, you know, a lot of Halen songs. So yep. kind of feel like I've half seen Van Halen. Right. But I never got to see Eddie Van Halen live playing. This really bums me out. And of course now there's no chance.
1: No, I don't think he's making a comeback.
0: No, I don't think he's, <laughs> uh, I think the only way is that uh, virtual stuff that they sometimes do, but. Oh yeah. Like a hologram. Yep. The holograms, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's probably the, maybe if I were to say the one musician I would have liked to have seen live that I'll never get to, at least as of right now, would have been Eddie Van Halen, but a band would have been ACDC because it just would have been fun to fun to see them, you know, on, on stage and playing live and yeah. and watching Angus play and stuff. Yeah, that just would have been cool. It's, it's too bad. That's why I've tried to get to, even at my age now, I'm still trying to get to some concerts uh i grew up in the 80s i was a big duran duran fan i've never seen them i had a chance oh i had a chance when i was in college but weather oh you know Midwest weather got away (laughs) yeah and i wasn't able to do it so i'm hoping to be able to see them before they're done yeah
1: i was just listening to uh not their biggest hit but i was listening to a view to a kill today yeah it's the movie's not the best but the song awesome
0: yeah, the song <laughs> awesome. I actually think, uh, and I kind you know, I kind of like the movie. It's not yeah. it's not the best Bond movie, but I do think that's one of the better Bond songs. Yeah, uh, that that one doesn't sound nearly as forced as some of the some of the other Bond themes, that they they try they throw the title of the movie in. Yeah, seems yeah. so forced. But
1: of yeah, you to kill
0: I, really didn't. I think they did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, even like my kid, like my son has a has a he's a junior in high school. He has a Durandron playlist. Oh, awesome. So he's gotten, he's really gotten into it. So
1: I did want to brag a little bit. I'm kind of having my, my Michael Jordan moment uh, right now. I had a crown installed in my, on one of my teeth yesterday and it hurts a lot. So I'm basically performing the same as <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan in game five of the 97 finals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for, thanks for uh, taking one for the team. <laughs> yeah. <Appreciate it. laughs> Yeah, great. No. No, thanks. Uh it's uh this is just uh, episode 1, but I think we show you know we have a lot of fun just just talking about stuff and mm-hmm. and that's why I think this podcast We when we started talking about actually doing a podcast with our conversations why why it'll it'll work. Oh yeah, for sure. Check out the website. You can you can see the um you read a little bit about us and uh but of course that'll be where a lot of the all the episodes will be located for sure. Maybe some other places, and you know, as we get going. But for sure, the website will be. Yeah,
1: when we hit it big, it'll be everywhere. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> Trending on Spotify and Apple. When, when, uh, yeah, sponsors are pounding on the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were talking when we were talking about Star Wars. I talked about a little bit about I said George Lucas slowly lost his mind over time, and that's just coming off of uh, a couple of things. But well, one of them. Is I it was just talking to a friend uh, today about he's in he's really anxious for the next Indiana Jones movie. Oh yeah. And I said, well, I, I said I'm I'm gonna have to, you know, really know more about it before I go and watch it because I was so disappointed with the fourth Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah, M- miserable. And he was, and I guess I haven't read anything about it because I have not been real excited about it. He said that I guess George Lucas doesn't have anything to do with this one. He kind of got out. Oh, okay. He said he was, my friend said he was the one who pushed for the aliens in the last one. <laughs> which was the... The refrigerator scene. Oh, Lord. As, that one's so, so forgettable, which is so unfortunate because Raiders of the Lost Ark, if I, you know, being a movie buff, I, it's hard for me to say what is my all-time number one favorite movie Mm -hmm. but i would say a contender would be raiders of the lost art because i think it has a little bit of everything and that one george lucas did right just like the early star wars movies but Mm -hmm. just like everything just like the early star wars movies later on they just indie started getting it was just poorer and poorer and that's why i think those prequel trilogies you know there were some awful awfully cringeworthy moments oh yeah i I can picture a lot of them (laughs) right I mean, as Jar Jar Banks jumped to your head, yeah. <laughs> right. Some of the characters and the accents and things that he had them use just were, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure what happened. I guess just age, uh, I don't know, got to him.
1: And maybe success. Yep. There's some element of uh, Axel Rose in his uh, later, um, <laughs> maybe all along, but definitely in the later work where he just kept writing and rewriting and rewriting and believing that he was going to make things better and then put out Chinese democracy slash the prequel series.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, oh, that's a, that's an excellent, that's an excellent analogy. Yeah. That's a, that's excellent. Cause it, yeah, it's very, very similar, you know, and for, for someone like Axel Rose, I mean, what was it, how many years was it and in between? And you didn't know is the guy, di- is the guy dead? Is he alive? Right. <laughs> you know, and every once in a while he'd pop up and promise a new guns uh, <laughs> yep. album was coming out. Just like, you know, between Star Wars, between Jedi and the prequels, there was just years and years, even though Lucas said back in the day that he had written nine movies, he said,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, we talk. when I was a kid, we used to talk about that and it just took forever. And then when it did, I, you know, yeah, I think he was, be- he was believing all the hype, which, you know, the guy wrote Star Wars, you got to give right. him a ton of credit on oh, it. Yeah. So he, earned, he earned some of the hype, mm-hmm. but you know it must have gone to his head because some of some of that from the prequels other than uh i liked the bringing out of obi-wan kenobi and you know the you know the talk about what happened with darth vader but as i said some of the characters and the accents and even some of the plot lines eh, really left something to be desired so yeah that success definitely can get to you and you start believing the hype a little too much, probably.
1: Definitely. I honestly in my own writing music mindset, it's it's similar where I and not necessarily believing the hype, but I keep wanting to add something more. And I not I, I have a lot of trouble accepting this is what I like and I should stick with this. And I don't know if <laughs> I guess I don't know if it's the exact same for George Lucas, but I think there's a tendency maybe for him to have been overthinking things.
0: I have to be careful like that, too, when I write, because i I like writing fiction, um, short stories to to screenplays, literally. And I find a lot of times i'll I'll write. And you know, once I'm done, I'll go back and read it through. And I do a lot of little edits here and there. But I try to be careful not to take away from something that obviously I thought was good enough at the time. And yeah, sometimes you have to do edit some things out, but right. I think, well, what makes what, how, the way I'm seeing it now any better than then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing. I just try not to get, I try not to get too over critical of my, of my own work. Yeah. You just have to, I, there's just a lot that goes into creativity and the way you see it and the way other people see it. So yep, yep. I suppose you cut, cut them a little, a little slack, but then Jar Jar Bank pops up, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you just kind of want to cry. Right. But, uh, <laughs> we're getting close, so I suppose we could just uh, we could wrap it up for this first episode and just say we have a ton of stuff that you know we already have lists between the two of us the things we want to talk about, and we'll get into uh, music. I know Metallica has a new album out. We're both Metallica fans. We've been to a concert, Metallica concert together, so. Well, uh, we'll have to do talking about that and a number of other things in in future episodes. So hopefully, people will come back. That, yeah, that's the that's the hope. Um,
1: we can definitely b- break down the Saint Anger tour, which is what we saw. <laughs> yeah,
0: Saint Anger tour, and uh, who was it? Limp Biscuit. Yeah, and Lincoln Park. And Lincoln Park. Yeah, that's right. I'm very happy I got to see Lincoln Park with uh, Metallica. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially now, you know. Yep. Yeah, that was one of that's one of the things, I guess just the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. I'm really glad I got a chance. Yeah. Alright, my friend, we'll sign off and talk to you soon. Sounds good.
1: The Bat Tat show expresses the opinions of two ultra intelligent and devilishly handsome fans of Batman. All original music included within was written, performed, and recorded by Comic Coff.